Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver, let's go, big fellow. Oh, Silver, away! Sam Barstow was one of the keenest operators in the Secret Service. For some time, he had been trying to locate the source of counterfeit $10 bills. Finally, he was prepared to act on information that he had learned from many sources. He rode into Hub City, which nestled in a basin surrounded by craggy mountains, and drew rain in front of the Crystal Palace Cafe. Oh, oh. He was a compact man of medium height. His eyes were shifty, and his furtive manner was like that of a fugitive from the law. Sam Barstow was acting a part. Inside the cafe, he glanced at the usual noonday crowd while he walked through the large room to the rear and entered the private office of the owner of the Crystal Palace, Durango Larson. A big, swarthy man was seated behind a desk. He looked up, scowling. Are you Durango Larson? Yes. For your information, men don't walk into my office without knocking. Who are you and what do you want? Here's my picture and a story about me. I clipped it from a newspaper. Uh, Sam Lane, huh? The 
looking for you. That's what it says. Escape from the territorial prison. Well, sheriff will be glad to know about this. I figured you wouldn't turn me into the sheriff. Why'd you figure that? My cellmate in prison was a friend of yours. In fact, he worked for you. His name is Shady Blake. When he heard I was planning to escape, he told me to come here. He said you'd have a good job for me. Why'd you go to jail? That newspaper story tells all about me. Yeah, so it does. What did Blake tell you? He said you... You made a lot of money. And that you probably needed a man like me to take his place. Lay it on the line, Sam. Did Blake tell you I was a counterfeiter? Yes. He might have lied. He might have. You have no proof? No. If you just happened to be a government agent, you might figure it'd be smart to join my outfit to get evidence against me. Isn't that true? <laughs> Any Secret Service man would give his scalp for a chance to get inside your organization. It would be a foolish move. I'd learn he was a federal man. That would be the end of him. He'd never have a chance to use his knowledge. If you think I'm an agent... I've I... made up my mind. You want a job, meet me at the saddle shed behind this building in one hour. Thanks, Durango. If this newspaper article tells the truth, you'll make some money working for me. If you're a federal man with a phony story to win my confidence, I'll find it out before you have the chance to move against me. Is that clear? Yeah. I'll meet you in an hour. Barstow found Durango waiting at the saddle shed with two other men, who were introduced as Mitch and Wharton. The quartet rode out of town and across the level basin to one of the many canyons that crisscrossed the rugged mountains. After 30 minutes of travel through the canyon, Durango called a halt. Yeah, right there, Sam. The entrance to our tunnel. I see nothing but rocks and brushwood. It's well concealed. Follow me. Durango led the way around huge boulders and behind the screen of underbrush to an opening in the canyon wall. The tunnel was about six feet in width and high enough to accommodate men on horseback. Riding through the tunnel, the Secret Service man observed that the floor sloped steadily upward until the tunnel widened to make a large room lighted by oil lamps. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, this is it. Just must. Warden him take care of the horses. Sam's quick eyes studied the cavern. It was about 100 feet across. There was a hitch rail on the right side and on the opposite side where the lamps were brightest. The secret agent saw a printing press, boxes of supplies, and a table at which a man sat working with engraving tools. This is the layout, Sam. What an eyeful, huh? Sure is. Go over and meet Peebles. Is he the man at the table near the press? Yes, Come with us, Mitch. Right, boss. Now, this is where you make money, huh, Durango? That's right. We do well for a small organization. How many in your outfit? Five. Mitch, Wharton, Peebles, myself, a man named Collins. He's on guard duty at the back door. The back door? Yeah, you'll see that later on. And I'll be number six. Yes, you'll take Blake's place. He told me his job was to put the counterfeit money into circulation. That's right. He was doing fine until he got into a cafe brawl. He was arrested, and the law found his pocket full of phony $10 bills. Oh, give him credit for not telling where he got them. If he'd squealed, we'd have killed him. Oh, Peebles, I want you to meet the man who's replaced Shady Blake. As Peebles pushed back his chair and rose to his feet, Sam Barstow felt a sudden misgiving. 
he recognized the man and wondered if he in turn would be recognized by the engraver. His eyes met those of Peebles. What's your name? Sam Lane. He was in prison with Blake. He escaped. Blake recommended him. I've seen you before. Yeah? Well, I've been around a lot. I saw you in Washington in the Bureau of Engraving when I was working for the government. You must have me mixed up with someone else. We both used a different name in those days. You were known as Sam Barstow and employed by the Secret Service. So you are a spy. Take it easy, Durango. This man's mistaken. Maybe. Maybe, Sam. But we'll soon know. Sam Barstow had a blue anchor tattooed on his left forearm. Put your hands up. Raise them high, Sam. Let's see if he has a gun. I'm not armed. He seems to be telling the truth. Now pull back his sleeve. Hey, Warden, come over here. And there's the blue anchor. Who are you? I warned you what would happen. Hey, what's wrong? This is a Secret Service man, a spy. I spotted him. I never forget a face. He pulled the wool over Blake's eyes, but he didn't fool me. Get your hands up, Sam. Let you and Warden take him out the back way. Walk him to the edge of the cliff, and then shoot. Sam Barstow was forced to walk through a second uphill tunnel. He was closely followed by Mitch and Wharton. Both carried guns, and Wharton held a lantern. At the end of the tunnel, they halted and explained the situation to the man who was there on guard. The tunnel opened from a hillside to a level stretch of tableland that ended at a cliff about 50 feet away. Sorry, Barstow, but this is where you get it. Mitch, my pals will smash your outfit. Even without my help. If I'm killed, you'll all hang. Now, why don't you play safe and let me go? Walk to the edge of the cliff, Barstow. Shady Blake will never forget talking to me. Start walking. A jail term's a lot better than hanging. Walk. I'll let you have it here and toss your body over the ledge afterward. Knowing that his chances were hopeless, Sam Barstow gambled desperately. With lightning speed, he chopped the side of his hand against Mitch's wrist, then jabbed a fist to Wharton's stomach. Shoot him! Get him! I've got my gun! I'll get him! The guard drew his gun. Sam was running toward the cliff. A bullet brushed his thigh, but he kept on. The second bullet struck between the shoulders. The federal man staggered forward, stumbling blindly, groping with his hands outstretched. He was at the ledge and over, dropping from view. Three men looked over the edge of the cliff and saw the motionless form of Sam Barstow on the ground 50 feet below. That takes care of him. Hey, Mitch, look yonder. A couple of horsemen coming this way along the base of the cliff. Must have just come around the bend. They couldn't have seen Barstow go over the cliff. Yeah, we'd better report to Durango. Had Mitch and Wharton waited a few minutes, they might have seen that one of the approaching horsemen was an Indian and that the other wore a mask. But the outlaws didn't wait. They hurried back through the tunnel to report to Durango in the cavern. Mitch told about the shooting. Durango, that federal man must have been crazy to think he could escape. Was he dead? He must be. He took a bullet between the shoulders. Then he had the fall from the cliff. You mentioned two men on horseback who were approaching. They were a long way off, boss. We couldn't see what they looked like. They'll find the body. Somebody has to find it. They might as well be the ones that... They're boys. Maybe they'll be blamed for the murder. I'm going to hurry to town and give the sheriff a story. Durango Larson rode toward town, leading Sam Barstow's horse. Soon after he left the lower end of the tunnel, the Lone Ranger and Tonto drew rein at the base of the cliff beyond the opposite end. The masked man dismounted and hurried to the side of the man who lay sprawled on the ground, while Tonto followed, carrying a canteen. Him alive? There's a pulse, but very weak. Ah, him shot. Tonto, 
Look at the blue anchor on his forearm. Turn his head a bit so I can see his face. You remember blue anchor tattoos? Sam Barstow. Him government man. Asking me the canteen. Uh-uh. Sam. Sam. Mm. You're with friend Sam. Try to swallow some water. Cave. Cave up above. Counterfeiters. I hear you, Sam. Never mind the wound, Toto. Can't oh. save him. Counterfeiter. I'm listening, Sam. Tell me all you can. For a moment, a spark of recognition came into the eyes of a Secret Service man. His lips moved slowly. He seemed to be mustering his ebbing strength to tell the masked man what he had learned. Meanwhile, Durango reached town. He went directly to the office of Sheriff Pomeroy and feigned excitement. I rode out of town a little while ago, Sheriff, with a couple of my friends. The man who wanted to see the mountains. Yeah, I saw you leave, but why all excitement? Sam and I left Mitch and Warden. The two of us rode beyond Ledge Mountain. Sam dismounted to study the ground. Guess he was interested in minerals or something. But suddenly there was gunfire. Sam was hit. His horse and mine were frightened. They both bolted. But luckily, I was in the saddle. Who did the shooting? Well, I saw two men riding toward us, but I didn't stay around to get a better look at them. I'm no hand at gunplay, you know. You'll come with me, and I'll show you just what happened. What about Mitch and Warden? I don't know anything about them, as I told you. Sam and I left them. The sheriff had no reason to doubt the story of a responsible citizen like Durango Larson. He saddled his horse at once and rode with Larson to the desolate country beyond the foot of the cliff. Presently, the two men rounded a bend and Durango exclaimed, Sheriff, look, two horses. Yes, and two men. One of them's mad. They're the ones, Sheriff. They're still there. That Sam lying on the ground? Yes. Get your hands up. Reach high. I'm covering both of you. Sheriff, I'm glad you're here. Is that man dead? Yes. His heart stopped less than five minutes ago. And you and the Indian are under arrest for murder. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Sam Barstow had clung tenaciously to life for some time. In painfully whispered words during brief moments of consciousness, he had told the Lone Ranger some of the things he had learned about the counterfeiting gang. The Secret Service man had been dead less than five minutes when Sheriff Pomeroy and Durango Larson arrived at the base of the cliff and accused the masked man and Toto of murder. All right, both of you, keep your hands up. Disarmament, Durango. Oh, wait. Sheriff, do you think Toto and I killed this man? Yes. You did, I saw you. Is your name Durango Larson? Yes. Where was this man when he was shot? Standing right here examining the cliff. All right, take your gun. Right, Sheriff. Then we'll unmask this hombre. Durango stepped close. The Lone Ranger dropped his hands, grabbed Durango, and fairly threw him off the sheriff. The lawman staggered back. He couldn't fire without risk of hitting Durango. Then trouble was upon him. He kept on him. Yes. There, that does it. Now, you two are covered. Durango, you brain fool. I moved too fast. You got between him and me. Here, Toto. Unload Durango's gun as well as the sheriff. Uh, I may fix him. Sheriff. Durango Larson lied, and the coroner will confirm it. When he sees the nature of the dead man's injuries, he'll tell you Sam Barstow either fell or was thrown from a high place. Probably the top of this cliff. That's not true. I told you the true facts, Sheriff. What'd you call that man? Sam Barstow. You'll find documents in his pocket to identify him as a member of the Secret Service. I could have told you that. 
He came from Washington to run down that mask man. Leave the guns on the ground, fellow. Uh, you may have the upper hand now, mister, but I'll get you. Sheriff, sure, when you see Barstow's credentials, why not telegraph Washington and learn whether or not he came here to search for a masked man? I'll do that. And in the meantime, I'll swear in every man in town as a special deputy to hunt you down. Then we shall meet again. Easy, sir. Look out, easy, fellow. Pomeroy went through Barstow's pockets and found documents to confirm the identification. He took the body into town, turned it over to the coroner, and sent a telegram to Washington. Then he swore in special deputies and sent them into the hills to search for the masked man and the Indian. Durango Larson remained with the sheriff until evening when he went to his cafe. It was about one hour after dark when the coroner entered the sheriff's office. Well, did you finish examining the dead man? Yeah, Sheriff. Did you find his check with what you were told? I don't understand it, Sheriff. Your angle must have been mistaken or a lie. Uh, there's no reason why he should lie about it. Maybe we'll get the truth when that masked man is captured. Are the deputies still out looking for him? Yeah, but they'll probably be coming back now that it's dark. Oh, I, uh, I forgot. I have a reply to your telegram to Washington. Oh, Western Union man saw me pass in his office and asked me to bring it to him. Uh-huh. Let's see. Well, it's true that Sam Barstow was working for the Secret Service. He was on a case of counterfeiting. Counterfeiting? Yes. This message says, spare neither effort nor expense in finding killers and holding same until arrival of special agents. Well... Hey, Sandy, we've just got to find that masked man. Find him. So you, he's masked. Hold it, both of you. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Where'd you come from? You should be able to guess, Sheriff. I came through the back door of this building. I've been in the rear room for the past few minutes. Then you know the word I received from Washington. Yes. Sheriff, I reached Sam Barstow soon after he'd been shot, and I stayed with him until he died. He lived long enough to tell me a number of things. He had found the headquarters of the counterfeiters. If you would trust me... I have instructions to arrest you and hold you until a special agent arrives. You have instructions to hold Sam Barstow's killer? Yes, you. No. If you are not the killer, there's no reason why you should be afraid to surrender to me. By the time the special agent arrives, the counterfeiters will have disposed of all evidence. If you'll not trust me, Sheriff, I'll have to try other means of capturing those men. If you know what's good for you, you'll lower that gun. I'll leave the way I came. We'll meet again, Sheriff. Good job, Cornwright. We'll meet again. Adios. Uh, let me at him. Be careful. He may be in the back room. Uh, he's not in here. He went out. Come back here. Did you get him? Uh, but believe me, Coroner, I will. Lone Ranger and Toto had moved from their camp in the mountains to a rock-sheltered place near town. Here in the moonlight, they watched the sheriff's posse returning from the futile search, while the masked man told of his unsatisfactory meeting with the sheriff. Then he said, I'll write a note, Toto. You take it into town. Give it to someone for delivery to Durango, Larson. Mm, why you write note? I hope to send Durango to the counterfeiting headquarters. Mm, entrance in Canyon. Yes, but Barstow said it was well concealed. Maybe Durango will show us exactly where it is. Ah. I'm ready with a match. Mm. 
While the Lone Ranger wrote a note by matchlight, he gave Tonto carefully detailed instructions. When the note was finished, the Indian drew a blanket around his shoulders and started for Hub City. The masked man followed. In mid-evening, Durango's cafe was well filled. Durango sat at his favorite table with Mitch, who had recently returned from the cavern headquarters. Collins is still at the rear opening in case anyone happens by that way. Is Warden still there? Yeah. He's helping Peebles run the printing press. Good. Hey, boss. That Secret Service man learned a lot when he was in jail with our pal. I don't like it. Neither do I. If Blake talks to him, he's likely to talk to another federal agent who will come here to get the goods on us. Peoples might not spot the next one. Of... Wait a moment. How is it, Joe? Moses notes for you. Where'd it come from? Lefty brought it in. The engine handed it to him while he was out front near the hill trail. All right, Joe. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, who's it from, boss? Oh, Peebles. Hey. He says that a masked man who was with Barstow learned all about us. He's the one you told me about. Yeah. People says if I'll come to the headquarters, I'll have a chance to talk to that masked man. Now the boys must have captured him. He says I'll be surprised when I learn who the masked man is. Yeah, probably another federal agent. Now, what's your move, boss? You going to the headquarters? Yes, right away. Come with me. Right. The Lone Ranger was watching from the darkness between two buildings across the road when Durango and Mitch rode away from the cafe. He saw Tonto set out to follow the counterfeiters at a distance. The masked man waited a carefully calculated number of seconds. Then he walked down the dark street, leading Silver to the lighted office of Sheriff Pomeroy. The horses of eight special deputies were lined up in front of the sheriff's office. Though the Lone Ranger knew that the owners of the horses were inside, reporting to the lawman, he opened the front door boldly. Hey, look, a masked man. That's a creature. For an instant, the Lone Ranger stood in the open door, acting like a man who had been stunned with surprise at finding so many men in the room. Then he stepped back and slammed the door. Get that man. All right, get out of here. He's what we want. All right, get your horses. We'll catch him this time. Hit the shadows, boys. Get going. You stay here and watch the office, Pete. All right, sir. I'll buy your horse. Get up straight line across the open plain to the mouth of the canyon Barceau had described. He continued at the same pace until he came to Tonto, who was waiting. Hold on, hold easy, tell me, easy. Norman Case, you came us, Yes, Tonto. The sheriff and his posse, just as we planned. Did you follow Durango and his pal? Uh, me follow him. He's the entrance to cave. Oh, where is it? Right there. Back of rock and brush. Tonto, we're charging to that cave with our guns ready. We'll have to risk a fight with Durango and his men. We go now? Not until the sheriff's men are closer and see where we go. They'll not have a chance unless they follow us. Norman, start shooting. They're not likely to hit us firing from the saddle at that distance. Fellas in cave, hear us come. Then watch for us. That can't be helped. Lead the way, Toto. Get him up, Scott. Come on, Silver. Scout 
leaped ahead like an arrow from a bull with silver close behind. Tonto led the way around rocks and underbrush, then into the cave. Inside the dark tunnel, the Lone Ranger drew alongside Tonto and gave him a few words of instruction. The two prepared to dismount without breaking the horse's stride. In the cavern, the four counterfeiters heard the hoofbeats. They were grouped near the printing press and held guns in readiness. Suddenly, Scott and Silver dashed out of the dark tunnel. Hey, where's the riders? The counterfeiters, ready to fire, were taken by surprise when they saw the riderless horses. While their eyes were fixed on Scott and Silver, guns barked from the tunnel. Wharton's gun dropped as a bullet smashed his arm. All of you, drop your guns. There is a tunnel. Kill him. No. Hold the Lord. Hold it, hold it. Don't fret me. Peebles and Durango Larson realized that they were in the light and at a disadvantage. They quickly threw up their hands, dropping their guns at their feet. The Lone Ranger and Tonto heard the horses of the lawmen coming through the tunnel. They stepped into the cavern. Kick those guns toward me. Shot my arm. Oh, my hands busted. I said kick the guns this way. Someone else is coming through the tunnel. I hear the horses. Turn and face the wall. Oh, my arm. Quickly, or I'll break another arm. What's your play? You'll know all the answers in a few minutes. Keep your hands up. Mom, and plenty close. Keep us up. All right, Toto. It's time for us to move. Easy, steady. Be Take it easy, brother. As the masked man and Tonto dashed into the dark tunnel on the far side of the cavern, the sheriff and his posse arrived. Durango turned from the wall. What's your leash? Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Where's that masked man? He and the Indian shot us. Then he went to that tunnel over there. Get after them, sheriff. They'll escape. There's a printing press. And look at all that money. Holy smoke. I think we found what Barstow was looking for. The headquarters of the counterfeiters. All right, you men, put up your hands and we'll fit you with handcuffs. The sheriff was deaf to arguments of Durango Larson. He delegated men to escort the four captives to town and lock them in the prison, while he and two others continued through the second tunnel where the masked man and Tonto had gone. It was an hour later when Sheriff Pomeroy returned to his office. He found the coroner awaiting him. Glad you finally returned, Sheriff. I have a document of interest to you. Yeah, what is it? Peebles didn't want to hang for murder. He signed the confession of his part in the counterfeiting ring, naming others as the murderers of Sam Barstow. He named Drango Larson? That's right. He was the head man. Who else did he name? Mitch, Horton, and a man named Collins who wasn't in the cavern where you found him. Well, I brought Collins back with me. I found him tied up at the end of the second tunnel. And uh, this was tied to his neck. Well, the bullet. He said he was left there by the masked man who captured him. It's not an ordinary bullet, Corner. It looks like silver. It is. It's the identification of the man I nearly arrested as the murderer of Sam Barstow. The man who smashed the counterfeit ring. It's the silver bullet of the Lone Ranger.
is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Uh, uh, uh.